0: Welcome to Growth Island, your go to podcast on how to be the best version of yourself. Now, let's join your host, Mess Freeze, as he interviews high performers and experts in nutrition, meditation, exercise, relationships, business, general health, and life's bigger mysteries. Thanks for tuning in today. Today, I got an entrepreneur and one of the leading biohackers in the UK. He used to run a psychology-based digital marketing agency. He has experience from NLP and cognitive hypnotherapy. I'm going to do another episode on hypnotherapy later, so uh, something to look forward to. He now owns a hyperbaric oxygen therapy clinic. I know some of you guys are probably falling out already. What is that? Don't worry, we're going to get back to that. He runs the health optimization slash biohacking social circle in London, which gathers a lot of insanely cool people. I've already been there once. And then he's the founder of CEO of the health optimization summit, one of the must go to events of this year biohacking community. So uh, Tim Gray, thank you so much for finding the time to talk to me today.
1: Hi, Mads. Thanks for having me, man.
0: So that was quite a story and a lot of stuff that you've done, like where do we start? How did you get into all this stuff?
1: <laughs> um, I guess probably the best place to start is, uh, at the beginning, let's do it in a chronological, but I think, um, I mean, I think where it began for me is many years ago, being a, a typical entrepreneur, 200 miles an hour, depending on which community you come from, I guess you would call it a manifesto. Um, I was brought up with the mindset of that there is a way around everything. It's just a matter of finding it. And that is one of the key learnings from my whole life, actually. I have my grandma to thank for that. Um, there's probably a couple of other sayings that have pop up during the interview. And she often she often comes out of the woodwork. Um, I think, I mean, I, I started in psychology many years ago. Um, after applying psychology to one of my own websites, I was in uh, e-commerce uh, t- about nearly nearly twenty years ago, makes me feel old. Um, but I realised that applying psychology to my website could mean that more people would would buy from my my site, and that was applying you know whether or not is hiding hiding the voucher code box on my basket page, um, which you know increased sales massively. To optimising the checkout process, but more importantly, it was learning about how to communicate better on the product pages. Um, and by having every single product custom written, people just wanted to buy stuff. And I think it it wasn't just selling any old products. It was really handpicking every single thing that we sold and writing about it properly and taking individual photos, not just copy and paste text descriptions. So for me, it was about communication and that's why I got into the psychology I mean, to go back way back into my past before that, I just like one key learning for me was that I worked, um, for a, uh, a car showroom many years ago, selling Porsches and Ferraris and things in my younger years, in my late teens. And, um, I wasn't a salesperson. I was just an admin assistant back in the day. And one of my colleagues, the guy that actually ran the showroom, um, went away for two weeks. And while he was away, um, I decided to buy, or should I say, started to, to dream about buying a really nice Mercedes. <laughs> and I learned everything about this Mercedes, inside out, back to front, top to bottom. And then when people turned up to buy a car, whether it be a Volvo or a Saab or whatever, they and they spoke to me, they seemed to start buying Mercedes, which told me that it's about understanding the value within a product and communicating it clearly, which kind of set me up for my whole future. Now, why is this relevant? I mean, it's a common theme, just being introduced. Miles an hour. Um, it really helped me apply that throughout my whole life, and it was the, the ongoing theme. So when I sold my e-commerce business uh, back in 2008, I decided to start a digital marketing agency based around psychology, which is all about communication. So that was really my background. Um, I'm Going to do a quick skip through my history. I don't want this to all be about me, but I think it's highly relevant for the you know for the guys listening to understand you know that the mindset of there's a way around everything. It's just a matter of finding it is so critical in everyone's walk of life, you know. I got ill uh, probably about eight years ago and I was in and out of the doctors all the time. I was getting kidney stones, I was forming them like crazy. I went, I got really uh, fatigued, really, really fatigued. Started getting kidney infections, urinary tract infections, even prostate infections, you know, early 30s, which is just unheard of, really. And the, one day after going into the doctors every single day for a, a week, but I had been going in and out for, you know, best part of a year and going from never going to hospital doctors and thinking people that were ill were actually just weak to actually realizing that there's, you know, there's something wrong. The doctors shrugged his shoulder at me one day and just said, Tim, I can't tell you, We you know, we can't find anything wrong, but there was something wrong. Like there was something wrong. Um, so I started researching. I started researching, like what we know as a biohacker these days. Really studying everything I could, and big, big thanks to uh, Joe Macola, Dr. Macola, um, for this because he was a big part of my journey early days, and I've, I've got to know him recently, um, which is which is amazing. Uh, so anyway, I I started researching. I spent probably three years of researching deep from mercury chelation to iodine therapy to gut bacteria to methylation and everything in between from liver flushes to, you know, all of the different detoxes and juice diets, et cetera, et cetera, and trying to figure this stuff out. But I was getting better, definitely. And one day someone told me about something called Bulletproof Coffee and I thought I'd give it a go because people said it really switches your brain on. And I remember with my girlfriend at the time, we, we made a bulletproof coffee. We sat down, we worked from home that day. And three or four hours later, we popped up, head up and realized, wow, you know, we just had a super productive day. Like, wow, this has just been incredible. So I knew there was something in it. Now, I didn't understand about ketogenic diet or anything at those points, but it made me realize that there was another world out there. So I started destroying, tearing apart bulletproof radio top to bottom, inside and out of every single bit of knowledge I could because I knew this was more niche than, you know, the other things I'd read about online from the odd person on a forum talking about the sort of things that Dave Asprey would collate into the podcast. And he mentioned hyperbaric oxygen therapy, which takes me on to the next business.
0: And what is that?
1: Yeah. So hyperbaric oxygen therapy is um, administering oxygen in a a posh little chamber, like a diving chamber. um, And it gives you 99% pure oxygen, uh, an atmospheric pressure of anywhere from up to double really the atmospheric pressure that we have here. And what that does is it squeezes more oxygen into you, essentially. It means more oxygen dissolves in your blood, which then floods your body and starts healing it from the inside out if you are deficient in oxygen in some way. Now, obviously, Wim Hof breathing methods and all these different things help you to get more oxygen into you naturally, uh, but if you're living in a city or you're 200 miles an hour and you don't get time to do that, how do you get more oxygen in you if you're not conscious and breathing deeper all day every day? It's actually very well documented now and it's growing very quickly um, in hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And it's actually, Dom DiAgostino, who's the main researcher behind uh, ketogenic diet, actually uses hyperbaric himself and uh, pairs it up with the ketogenic diet because the body deals with oxygen completely different when on the ketogenic diet. And that's how bulletproof coffee, (laughs) the ketogenic diet, and hyperbaric oxygen pair together. So anyway, so thank you, Dave, for bringing that to my awareness. That was awesome. And there was a clinic outside of London that would take me an hour and a half to get there and an hour and a half to get back with a taxi from the station, which took me an hour, and it would waste, waste, utilize a whole day of my week. And then I realized after using it once in this Little barn in the middle of nowhere, out in Kent. That there was something in this because I felt amazing. I felt absolutely amazing from doing it. Um, So I then started going twice a week, and that was chewing up two days a week. And bearing in mind, even though I was fatigued and I wasn't particularly well at the time, um, my time was still important. When I was at work, I did my best to push through. This was really significant shift for my health. So I said, I want a clinic in London. It's about over three weekends to build this clinic, the business, plan everything out. And I said to the doctor that ran the clinic, Dr. Pender, I want to open one in London. Are you up for it? And he went, Tim, yeah, let's do it. He said, I'll, I'll do the, the clinic and operate the chamber. You can do the other bits. So I did. I built it. Anyway, so I, I mean, I, I wasn't an expert in it other than what I'd researched about it. And I you know, probably spent 100 hours or so researching it before getting into it. And so we became the first private clinic in central London for hyperbaric oxygen therapy, which kind of took off quite crazily. As a result, I started going to things like the hyperbaric oxygen therapy conference, which the first one was in, for me, was in New Orleans, which was amazing because I hadn't really traveled much, and then uh, Denver. And just by chance, I got to meet Dom DiAgostino because he was sitting, you know, three seats to the left of me and I didn't even realize what he looked like or anything at that point. All I know is I'd heard him on Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss and all these things. So I was a little bit, I was a little bit of a fanboy, I guess, without realizing it and a little bit nervous when I met him. So as a result, I got to know uh, Dom, which is great and, um, got more into this world. And as a result of opening the clinic, I started reaching out to people online on Instagram, especially, and got to meet Uh, And know Tony Wrighton from Zestology Podcast over in the UK. He's a great guy and he's been on a similar journey. Um, The guys from Bulletproof in the UK and blah, 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 and many other models and fitness guys and health optimizers and everything in and out of the clinic, which kind of like made me realize there's a big community out there. And from there, I went to um, Bulletproof Conference in LA, which is Pasadena 2017. And for those of you that have been, I mean, you'll know it's such a great community and it was an, it's an amazing conference that they put on with all the best tech and mindsets from around the world. And I loved it. And one thing that I took from that was that the community was just so amazing. Like it was, there was and like, excuse me for swearing, but there was crazy fuckers like me everywhere. <laughs> like there were these guys that were into optimizing their health through any means necessary, some fruit for performance. Some for mental clarity, some for energy, some for immune, some just because they didn't have a strong purpose in life and they realised that they want to optimise ahead of time, as opposed to getting ill later. And I was just like, I remember sitting down um, and um, just eating my lunch, bulletproof lunch at the time at the conference. And um, Charles Poliquin sat ne- down next to me. Um, God rest his soul. And I was just sitting there chatting. And I was just thinking. I'm sitting next to this amazing guy who's like a titan in this space, and they're walking around everywhere. And why don't we have this in London? Anyway, I left it there, carried on, enjoyed the conference. It was incredible. And that kind of parked in my brain. So when I came back to London, I was sitting down with Tony Wrighton actually. And they said, look, you know, this is amazing. It was a great trip in LA with many cool friends. And I want that in London. So he said, well, why don't you start a meetup group? You know, and I said, yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'm going to do it. So I started up a, a meetup group, the Biohacker London meetup group, social circle. Now, bearing in mind that it wasn't for any strategic reason other than trying to bring together 10 or 20 friends to have people like me in London, opposed to the, everyone else I knew that was going out and getting drunk every night or smoking or doing drugs or whatever it may be. And it's like, they, all, you know, many people thought I was crazy for doing a 28-day juice diet, you know, but... When in this community they go, yeah, I've done that. And I finished it off with the liver flush. <laughs> yeah. And I took magnesium through it. You know, and that, that for me was like, it's just like, yes. There's Someone people like that, like that. Like, yeah. It's just like amazing. And everyone's so like humble and friendly and giving. And not that I want anything from them, but it's just the mindset of these people that are incredible out there. So the meetup group grew and grew and it grew to about four or 500 people. But one thing I kept on coming up against was the limiting reach of the word biohacker. And I remember when I said to my mum, you know, after six months or eight months of doing this, like, mum, I've got this group of like, these amazing people. And she said, well, what is it? And I said, well, it's biohacker. Like, socials. Biohacker? What's that? And I was like... Well, basically, it's obvious, it's like optimizing your environment, you, you know, in your life to biohack, like optimize your biology and make you healthy. And she said, oh, I wouldn't have got that. And my brother went, well, that's like transhumanism, isn't it? Which is obviously chip implants and like becoming a cyborg. And I was like, hmm. So in the journey of this, I speak. And just for people- the
0: record, that's not what you connect to biohacking. It's not transhumanism and having chips in the body and so on
1: yeah I mean i'm looking to mimic a, a natural environment in an unnatural world with what i do it's about taking things back to basics you know we've we've advanced we've got iPhones that we can speak to people around the world you know in real time we can play a game on it we can do everything we need, but it can also keep us awake because of the blue light. but this is where the benefits and the, the pros and the cons you know outweigh each other or don't and I think that's one of the the core things behind technology for me is is reversing or using technology to reverse technology where needed, and opposed to just having more and more stuff put in, you know, like implants and things. So after speaking to many people along the way to become speakers at the meetup in London, and all these brands, I kept on hearing people saying, what is this biohacking thing? And a lot of medical professionals or, or some brands that I wanted to come along to showcase their products, we kept on coming up, you know, what is biohacking? One guy I spoke to actually, which was, was the turn, the actual turning point, and I haven't actually told anyone this before, was my agency did an outreach program to a lot of brands in the health space because that's an area I wanted to move the agency towards. And one of them was a brand called Totem Sport, uh, which is also known as Quinton Hydration. Many people, I mean, it's, it's gone quite big now, I think, because we, a lot of us have been talking about it. But he, the guy, John Keller, that's the, the main guy behind it, He's like, so tell me about this biohacking. And I said, well, you should be at the Biohacking Summit or you know, Bulletproof Conference or anything like this. If you want to get your brand out there, it's such a great product. Why aren't you out there? And he said, well, tell me about biohacking. So I told him, he was like, oh my God, if I knew, I would have been there. And that was, that was the moment for me where I kind of went, it needs a new label. So everyone I spoke to, I kind of, as a true marketer in keywords, I would write down in my notepad, you know what the words that came up and ticked it so I knew how many times the words came up and the words health and the words optimization kept on coming up time after time after time and as soon as people said to me what is biohacking I'd go well it's health optimization using data and science to back it up so it's quantifiable they kind of went ah beautiful so that's what I did so I updated the meetup group to be health optimization and biohacker London and it grew well it doubled almost overnight um, actually 40% within, within a couple of months. And now it it's doubled in, you know, a quarter of the time of what it did. And I think what it's been doing is bringing in more and more people with exactly the same goals, with exactly the same mindset, with exactly the same journey, but they didn't know the word biohacker mm. or biohacking or bulletproof coffee or any of these things. And they turn up, it's just so overwhelming. Like people are saying, I can't believe I found my tribe. And while I don't particularly like the word tribe, because it's a, a popular word right now, community is important. But I think when they say they found their tribe and they love it, I mean, it's incredible. So, I mean, I I think, so the mindset is health optimization and it's creating a community around health optimization and spreading awareness to people that don't necessarily know these cool things are out there and are still stuck on forums or Instagram, just looking at the odd hashtag. So while I really appreciate the biohacker mindset and I consider myself a biohacker, my goal is health optimization. And within health optimization, it fits mind optimization, energy optimization, immune system optimization, life optimization. I mean, it's just a better life. And I think the new label of health optimization for me is what, what's bringing people in, and they're, they're loving it. So yeah, so that's basically the journey of health optimization, my goal, and what's been going on. And through natural progression, that's gone into the Health Optimization Summit. So that's pulling in the smartest minds from around the planet in health, fitness, medical, wellness, nutrition, biohacking, paleo, keto all of the different mindsets and saying, look, guys, we're really super smart. You know, let's all pull together because we all want to be healthier for longer. Now, I, I, like, I really appreciate every one of these places. And I know that everyone is out to do good. They are. And I think, like, for instance, the medical community, they have amazing technologies out there that we could be utilizing that we're not. And the biohacking community has amazing technologies that the medical world could use, but they're not. They're starting to wake up to it, I think, because it's becoming more and more mainstream. But I'm going, well, actually, let's just change it. Once and for all, let's bring everyone together. So I'm call- I've been calling favors in around the world to bring the biggest names from around the planet to London in September, which is what I'm doing. And that's been through natural progression. It hasn't been a strategic move by any means. So that's where I find myself at today. So those are the businesses um, through my journey, what brings me today to the Health Optimization Summit. So yeah.
0: Cool. And so biohacking, what do you do? Like, so people listening out there, how can they take... Some of you notice and actually use it. What what would you recommend? Where to start?
1: Well, it really depends on your goal. If you're a business person, um, or an entrepreneur, or a management consultant, even which I know is um, quite a big part of your part of your listener base, I think. And I mean, they're often really keen, really driven, really motivated. They have the mindset of there's a way around everything. It's just about refining it. But they burn out, especially management consultants. I've worked with. Several. Not that I work on a one-to-one basis these days, but they do tend to burn out. So that's one thing. It's like, well, actually, how can we support our adrenals? How how can we get our fight-or-flight mode to switch off so we actually sleep and restore, repair the damage that we've done during the day? Then you've got high performance in terms of mental ability that don't care about you know their um, exercise and things like that. They just really want to have the smartest or most switched-on brain. So that's the nootropic side of things. And then you've got people that are sick or or semi-sick and there's maybe have health niggles. So really it depends on where you want to start. And I think between those three categories, I would just say like management consultants or business people, entrepreneurs, etc. Management consultants, I'd be like, well, what is your what is your goal? I mean, first of all, I whenever I speak on stage, I speak about recently speak about the five fundamentals that you should get right. To fast-track your health optimization, that's kind of like hack biohacking, and that's what I spoke about at the Bulletproof Upgrade Conference um, a couple of months ago, and it, it went down very, very well. I mean, uh, the reason for saying that is because my number one biohack in terms of macro would be sleep optimization. If you haven't got your sleep down, nothing else is going to work. Like, like, there's no point doing anything else. There's no point taking nootropics. There's no point taking any of these supplements. There's no point spending all these thousands of pounds on tests. If you haven't got your sleep as good as you can possibly get it, that's number one. Um, so I just, I'm going to break into that quickly because I know this is an important, and important piece. And I think there are obviously there's, there's nine other things I could talk about. Um, in order of importance, I generally talk about the top five because get those done in your very different life. So why sleep first? Well, If you have an hour's worth of sleep or no sleep, how shit do you feel? How high of an impact does that have on your day? You know, if you're not hydrated, sure, that that does impact you. But not, in my opinion, as bad as if you only have an hour's sleep or no sleep at all. That's why it's so important. So I do one of anywhere between 14 to 18 things every day. And that sounds like a lot of work. I, I appreciate. But when you have these things set up, it's not. It's really not. It's just the initial, oh my God, I've got to do all these things, which is a mental barrier. It's like, well, you know, if you have a bad night's sleep, a really bad night's sleep, like you've got to do a lot more work to get through the day and you're unproductive.
0: So what are some of those things?
1: Yeah. Okay, fine. So number one is um, the obvious one, which is blue light. Block those out. Uh, after kind of 6, 7, 7 p.m. Is, is realistic, depending on your bedtime
0: super short so we had the NDMAT interview as well and blue light is what you get from screens you also get it from some led lights and so on it's the unnatural light and that has a effect on our circadian rhythm yeah so so that's a really important like,
1: one well why is it why it's so important is actually a critical thing and i'm going to run through a load of things that you can try out and test yourself in a minute but why it's so important with blue light is because sunrise is blue sunset is redder so if you have blue light in the evening obviously your melatonin production isn't going to be what it is because like if you think from an evolutionary standpoint we're not supposed to have blue light in the evening and we therefore don't produce melatonin therefore we don't sleep well but there's people sitting with their phones to their faces before they go to bed so if you limit your blue light and that means around the house as well with with all the lighting that we have because we're not supposed to we're supposed to have fire fire light and before bed at most so blocking out that really does help melatonin production and help sleep uh, significantly, um, so there's blocking out blue light, which is a big, big win. I think, like you can do all of, all of these things. I'm going to go through really subjectively, but I think it starts with the Aura ring for me. And it sounds like I'm plugging Aura. I'm not. It's just an incredible piece of tech to track your deep sleep, REM sleep, light sleep things, and it's so low maintenance. And it, like by adding in these things, you can see higher score you can get, and then you can check in with yourself in the morning to see how you feel before checking the data. Because again, this is something we spoke about before the podcast, Mads, is like, you know, some people are tracking their sleep but actually get more stressed from doing it mm. because they're not getting a high enough score. But I think like, that's because they're in fight or flight and they're often business people and they're on high alert. It was like, if you actually check in with yourself and say, how do I actually feel today after last night's sleep before checking your data, you are in control. Whereas if you're looking at the data and going, being primed by going, actually, this is what my data says. Oh, I feel crap. Like, it's going to get you to that point.
0: I actually check in the evening instead.
1: Sure, that's another one. I mean, I, I can't wait that long. I've got to be honest. I'm very curious and I've I got to know. I've got to know to see after I've checked in how I feel. Otherwise, if it's not done there and then, you know, it can be delayed and you, you might forget. Um, so, tracking it with the aura ring is definitely a must. And I add in, so blue block blue light. Number one, get some blue blocking glasses. You can get Swanies off of Amazon, uh, Swanwick's that is, or you can get RAR Optics, who's actually my favorite brand, Matt Maruka, who um, is a friend of mine. He, he is a mentee of Jack Cruz and all around this area, so I recommend RAR Optics, and they're probably the most fashionable ones in my opinion. Um, I have a grounding bed sheet, which is, uh, connects to the uh, the um, the earth part of the plug, which obviously earths you out, which is all to do with getting uh, negative electrons from the earth. Um, I won't go into the whole science of that, but basically it's good for inflammation. It's good to help your body heal. Um, and sunlight and grounding is a whole nother topic. (laughs) Um, I have a Himalayan rock salt lamp on the bedside table again for, um, again, I think personally it's good because it's a low light I like it. It's a low light. It's not too bright and I wear my blue blockers, but it's also good for the ions in the air. I have a chili pad, which is a thing that goes under the, the, the bed sheet, which keeps your body temp- temperature regulated. They're very, very good. And the guy that invented it found that when having his body temperature regulated through the night, kept cool or warm, depending on the temperature, he increased his deep sleep, which I see the same. And again, going back to a natural environment and unnatural world, it's using tech to make you think, feel like you're lying on a cool piece of ground in your cave. You know, this is, I mean, this is a classic example. I have a blue, uh, a red light stack by red light rising at the end of my bed with a remote control. And I use that as my nightlight in my room. So it's red light opposed to blue light. Um, while it doesn't cut out all the blue light, it does drown it out. And so with the blue blockers, it's obviously a good night light for that. Um I have a complete blackout blind, so my room is pitch black. There's not a single LED, anything in my room at all. So much so I've even taped the black the blackout blind to the window so no light comes in. Now, you wouldn't normally need that if your circadian rhythm is reset by natural sunrise and sunset, but the point is I do stay up late. I love working late because like colleagues or friends don't message me at you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night. So I get I find it's a productive time for me. But then to counter that, I, I have to have blackout in the morning. If I went to bed at you know sunset, um, then sunrise would wake me. But otherwise, I need that level of sleep. Uh, I have a, a blackout um, face mask, depending on where I am and whatnot. Depending on the surroundings around me, I use silicon earplugs as well. Now, I have Obviously, being a, a business person, have had a stressful life and appreciate that um, that um, I'm, I can be stressed and therefore I'm in fight or flight, which means that when I'm asleep, my ears are constantly trying to pick up for sounds around me, looking out for threats like a tiger creeping up. So silicon earplugs block that noise out and it tricks my, tricks my mind into sleeping deeper, which works very, very well. Um, what else? Wow. Um, I use, a, an essential oil, um, vaporizer, which is generally lavender, depending on my goals for the week. I often try in things like ylang ylang or, uh, frankincense, or I've recently started using the young living oils such as, um, thieves oil as well, which is quite nice. And apparently that's very good for the immune system. And that's just a few of those mm-hmm. a few of those things, yeah,
0: and uh, what's the second on the five fundamentals of biohacking?
1: Now, the second is hydration optimization, and it's a it's really misunderstood area and i I have the guys at totem sport um who brought me onto the the science behind all of this, actually, so I'm very, very thankful to them um which is why I'm so loyal not because of affiliate commissions or anything because I just don't do affiliate commissions f y i um so we drink filtered water or we drink spring water or reverse osmosis water, and they have a much lower mineral content than we need. Like If you think back in an evolution standpoint, we would drink from a stream when we're near one. That would be high mineral content because it's been flowing through rocks, which will give us the minerals for our electrical system to work properly. Without that, we wouldn't work. Think of LucasAid or Gatorade. It has high electrolyte levels, but not all of them, only a few. In, in mineral proper mineral water from seawater, um, et etc., you would have 78 minerals, not two, not one, not three, not four, <laughs> 78. So by throwing in one, you throw the balances out of the others potentially. So by drinking water that's low in mineral content, sure, we're topping up our our blood level with water, which then... Uh, means we have to pee more, which flushes out toxins. That's brilliant, great. But what about the minerals that are making our electrical system fire? Now, people that are fatigued, often, in my opinion, the quickest win is to get more sleep and hydrate better with the right minerals because without those minerals, your electrical system isn't firing and you haven't got enough energy. Those are two areas of fatigue that go hand in hand together. So by adding the right minerals in, with your water, not only does it mean you need less water, you're not flushing out more minerals out of your blood by more and more unmineralized water that you're drinking. So, ironically, the more water you drink, the more dehydrated you become from the inside out in terms of minerals because your blood content becomes less and less mineralized. So, that's why hydration optimization is number two. It's just so fundamental. You can get supplements that, um, that are minerals, sure. I like, as I say, Totem Sport or Quinton Hydration or Quicksilver Scientific doing mineralization because by adding in one or two of those sachets a day, you're getting the full spectrum of minerals. And I found that I cut my, my water levels by 50%. And it's known within the water industry that it's about consumption sell more bottles of water. Well, that doesn't, well, how are they going to get you to do that? Well, It's not necessarily going to be high mineral content. I like Topo Chico when I'm in in America. Topo Chico is my favorite water. Why? Because I believe it is high mineral content. I seem to need to drink a lot less and I feel a lot better. (laughs) So that's fundamental number two.
0: Interesting. So I drink a bunch of water and I've always been drinking so much water. I've been tested for diabetes, Mm. I think twice because I drink so much water. So that's definitely something I'll have to look into. And I've heard from several people that water is one of the next big things. So I know a scientist who's, who's looking into like how water is so much more important and it's not getting the focus, Mm -hmm. but we're just figuring out the power of water.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, it it is. I mean, it's like one of the key things. Oxygen, water, (laughs) um, um, minerals and sunlight are the fundamentals for our bodies to work. Yeah. Um,
0: So just going back to the water. So like, you get is it powder or what is it or is it the water that you put in or how does it work
1: yeah so um basically i buy i'm not going to say the brand again because i feel like i'm plugging it um i'm not (laughs) it's a liquid that comes from seawater via sea plankton which gives you the full mineral complex now based on evolution saying them saying that we came from the sea originally our blood is the level of isotonic hypertonic when you see isotonic drinks, So it's the same mineral, com, like same mineral level that we have in our bloods. Hypertonic is double that. So if you want to keep your body with the right mineral levels, you can have isotonic. You can drink that round, you know, every day, whatever. If you want to top yourself up hypertonic. Now to go to the quantified part, which is a really part, uh, important part within this whole piece is a lot of people say, well, You know, you're a biohacker, so you just take more and more supplements. And yeah, sure, I used to take 30 to 40 supplements a day at one point until I learned about metabolomic, which is intercellular testing. So it's looking at you on a cellular level and saying, what is in the cell that shouldn't be and what what isn't in the cell that should be? And then let's optimize the right nutrients or supplements to get those cells in the right place and the body can work as it is. That is true quantified health optimization right there. So beforehand, I would take all these different supplements and see how I felt and track it 35 points every day of how I felt. By really understanding what's happening on a cellular level, you can optimize accordingly. So when I did my most recent uh, intercellular test, uh, I looked and I was low in potassium. I I was still slightly higher than I should be in mercury. Well, having mercury in the cell means that magnesium can't get in the cell because they compete. So getting the mercury out means the magnesium will go in and then I become more hydrated from the inside out. So it's about supplementing based on what you need. And so when you have an isotonic or a hypertonic, sure, you can top up your cells without necessarily knowing which ones you're filling up. And I think it's a good heuristic shortcut to speed up your health optimization. And once you've sorted your energy issues out, you can then obviously look on a more focal level. So I think, um, yeah. Don't just buy magnesium or potassium or sodium or any of these things on their own. Buy a full complex. And so I think Christopher Shade uh, from Quicksilver do a hydration sachet, which is hypertonic. Uh, Totem Sport do. Quintin Hydration do. Cell Nutrition do. There's, you know, there's quite a few different brands out there. But if it's got one, two, three, or four of the electrolytes in, you're just not going to get the full spectrum. You know You might need those four you sure but if you get all 78 you're going to be topped up with the ones that you need so it's a quick win
0: and how do you test for that
1: um so well there's a it's a metabolomics test uh gelova labs do one uh, i think it's called neutral which looks on the cellular level but really this is getting so far down the rabbit hole it's not necessarily a quick win as a result and i think for your for, you know for the guys listening today they just need to understand that they should optimize their sleep and their hydration and they should look up those brands yeah um I, I think, yeah, so I find that people with frequent urination issues that are drinking too much around the clock and seem to pee more than they drink, you can fix that very quickly um by sorting out your hydration. I found originally, for me, particularly as I said about potassium, when i was testing each mineral on their own where i could i found that by adding potassium gluconate in actually stopped my frequent urination significantly and i went i was going 30 to 50 times a day at one point at my illest, just cuz my my levels were just so out and adding potassium in really helped that as well as other things with the gut but that's a quick win and if you're fatigued and you're a busy busy business person that seems to drink more water than than they should um, then that is an absolute area like these things should be gold dust for your life.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll definitely check that out. And mm-hmm. number three.
1: Number three is oral and dental optimization. And I'm not going to go too far down the rabbit hole. I'm just going to indicate the importance of what you should do um, because we, I could talk forever on this. <laughs> um, but I mean, for me, part of my journey was um, getting thrush around the tooth of mine early days, which is what got me into a big part of this. And when I Googled thrush and fillings, it came up with mercury toxicity, which got me to explore the whole mercury collation world and understanding the intricacies of all of that. And um, so if you have metal fillings, as everyone's starting to know more and more now, it's not, in my opinion, good for us. In Germany, I believe that they said to everyone, right, get get your amalgam fillings out because it's not good. It's part of it is mercury. Mercury. If a thermometer is broken in a school, they evacuate the school, and yet we can have it an intramammary gland which regulates our hormones in our mouth, and we're convinced that it's not dangerous. I I think otherwise. From the hundreds and hundreds of people I've spoken to over the years, and there's Christopher Shade from Quicksilver Scientific, um, Andy Cutler PhD, um, God rest his soul, that um, researched all of this, and the science around it is growing massively. So that's number one. Is get, in my opinion, get the metal fillings out. Number two would be to look at if you've had any root canal treatments done. There's recently a documentary called Root Cause on Netflix, which has recently been taken down. Um, Then that goes into root canals. If you have them, it's almost like having a dead organ in your body filled with cement, which harbors bacteria. Now, apparently when they took teeth out of patients and put them into rats, the rats got the same illness that the humans had, even though the tooth was apparently sterile. I mean, I think, even if there isn't any science or double blind studies or anything in this area, and I'm not saying there is or isn't, but I think there's no smoke without fire. And in one of the studies on uh, root cause, they said that 96 or 97% of the people that were tested that had a root canal on one side had breast cancer in the same side. Now the study wasn't that big, but there's no smoke without fire. And if you're not, if you're not well and you're trying to optimize your health or mental clarity, then I think it's a good one to to look at. That also goes into cavitations where there could be a cyst or bacteria built up in the jaw um, or in the bone that is a local infection that doesn't necessarily get picked up by your CRP um, inflammation markers and whatnot. So that's why oral and um, dental optimization is really, really important. For me, it was a big part of my journey. I, I had a root canal treatment taken out um the system that like the standard doctors over here said no there's nothing wrong there's nothing on the x ray and when I flew to see a specialist in another country, they scanned me and said there's an infection in there. When they cut me open, they actually saw that I had dead necrosis bone in the drawer I need uh, in the jaw I had um hardly any bone left um between the jaw and the sinus, and there was um, pus filled up in there, which had been causing my brain fog. That I'd been using nootropics and all sorts of things to try and optimize my brain. My brain came alive within two hours of coming out of general anesthetic, and I was working until one in the morning. For me, that's a big indication that there's something massive in it. So, people with brain fog, if you've got root, root canals, um, then I would definitely look at that. So, that's number three. It's a big, big quick win for me. I was lucky enough to have stem cell surgery um, as well. Um, which really really helped the bone grow back quite quickly as well. So I'm very very happy about that.
0: Yeah. And number four
1: uh, is sun and light optimization. Yeah. So we are beings that should be connected to the ground, and I'm sure you've probably spoken to people about these areas. Um, but sunlight, we get positive photons from the sun, um, and which essentially helps recharge our mitochondria by turning our water into fourth phase water. Uh, which is perfect for our mitochondria. Now, if you think about it on a simple science or a simple understanding, it's like if you have a plant and it's in its plant pot, what's in the soil, minerals, nutrients, Having adding water, what does that do? helps transport that. Having sunlight, what does that do? makes the plant grow. And often if you have a plant on the side, it will grow towards the sun. Why? Because it gives it energy and it makes the whole system work. So it's connected with the ground. It's connected with the sun. It's got the right minerals and it's got water. Those are the building blocks for life. We are exactly the same. There's a book I've been reading called Light and Healing uh, by John Ott recently, which tells which tells you about how he would photograph plants around the clock and give them a flash you know, every 30 minutes or whatnot, and how the light flash affected their sleep cycles and how they wouldn't grow the same. And under a tarpaulin, they wouldn't grow. And under plastic, they wouldn't grow right. And under glass, they wouldn't grow as high. And or the colors wouldn't develop or whatnot. And he really did test this. And he's he's worked with many industries, some of the big ones, um, showing how light is so important for us. Now, light is one thing. We're covered in clothes. Evolutionary speaking, we weren't supposed to be. So we're not getting sunlight onto our skin like we should. We're not getting into our eyes because we're wearing, we're wearing contact lenses or um, glasses all day, every day. We're not connecting with the earth. And we get negative electrons from the earth. So when we are walking on the earth, connecting with the ground, we get negative electrons from the earth, positive photons from the sun, and we become a bio circuit board in between the two. Now with the right minerals, then obviously our body can heal properly and nutrients. like As we all know, when you're on holiday and you've been in the sun, you don't get as hungry. Why? Because we're getting, um, basically, when we connect with the earth and have the sun, our body is scavenging free radicals, antioxidants, as if we were eating food with antioxidants in. So our body starts healing. So we need less food. So therefore, we shouldn't be eating so much. We should be taking it back to nature. So sun and light is really important. And I, the, the type of things that I do for that is I use a blue light in the morning, which is a sad light, to mimic sunrise for me. Um, and it sounds like, like contradictory to say that when I say I block blue light out in the afternoon. But well, one wakes my brain up, and uh, well, it wakes my brain up, and in the morning, it, it's very, very good for that, for resetting your circadian rhythm.
0: I think that's a really um, important point. That blue light is not necessarily bad; it's the amount of blue light and it's the time of the day that you get blue light.
1: And that's how you can hack sleep, uh, jet jet lag as well by timing the blue light correctly based on the time zone you're going to be in. Um, and so, also, there's one thing in the book that I mentioned was where people with often hormone problems often, well, I found quite a lot of the time have contact lenses, which actually stops certain light rays getting into the retina, which means that you're not like basically it's regulating your hormones. And so if you're cutting out certain wavelengths, you're not producing the right hormones. You know, we do get sunlight on our skin, but you just have to have bright light in your eyes to let you know how receptive they are to it. Uh, when you're being woken up for instance so it's really important really really important to optimize your sun and light and grounding at the same time and i implore anyone to read the book sun and um light and healing by john ott
0: yeah so grounding is basically you have um, your skin that touches the ground the water a tree or something else so that Mm -hmm. you get that connection for people that haven't heard about before and there's a good podcast as well with dasha that uh, people can listen to where we go a bit deeper into grounding and there's a lot of references also to the studies saying that this is not a total hoax. that there's actually something about mm-hmm. it. Hmm?
1: Mm-hmm. And the yeah. fifth... We actually, we- we actually had a piece go out in The Times Magazine in the UK um, a few months ago, and Dasha mentioned about grounding and things and the sunlight, and they said, "Oh, it's crazy, there's nothing in this Well. I mean, it's just like when you start researching this, you actually see that there is a lot around it. There's Dr. Jack Cruz's work, um, which I think Dasha mentioned as well. Um, he's a neurosurgeon, very, very smart guy who's done a lot of work behind this. So if I would, again look Dr. Jack Cruz up so it would give you a bit more information behind it. So yeah.
0: Great. And the fifth
1: the fifth one is um, oxygen and air and breathing optimization. Now this is one that's very, very popular right now. And it's amazing like what Wim has done, Wim Hof has done to expand awareness around breathing properly. And cold thermogenesis. Well, if you think again, evolutionary speaking, we should not be having hot showers every morning unless we're, you know, well, even if we're in the tropics, we should We should be breathing properly with fresh air. We should be using our lung capacity and we should be showering in a cold pool somewhere because that's all there is, opposed to hot showers. So I think breathing deep, using your lung capacity, which again, oxygen is absolutely critical to our body working. Just try and go without it for a few minutes and see what you end up like. Breathing properly, being mindful of your breathing and getting your body oxygenated properly is important. Now the hack, the technology mimicking that is to use hyperbaric oxygen therapy, Um, and that's a quick way around it, definitely. But breathing deeply and being mindful of it at least for five minutes a day is is amazing. I mean, I found great results from doing that, and I know many people that have. So optimizing your oxygen and your breathing is is critical. And whether that's because we've got bad posture, um, whether or not it's because we're living in a smoky city and we don't get enough air um or whether or not we're just not mindful of what we're doing like it's a fundamental it really is a fundamental and you know i'm wondering whether or not it should be number two or number three but for my personal journey it's number five because i found that it was the icing on the cake
0: makes sense so there's definitely concrete things that people can do out there and we have i have a few episodes as well on breathing with both then Martin Arthur or Arthur, who did a podcast as well, and also got Kiki Bush coming up. That's really gonna go deep on that.
1: Life is short; we have got to enjoy it. And I think with the five fundamentals, before you do the other things, it really will fast track your health, uh, your en- energy, your mental clarity, give you such a much a better, happier mindset. I mean, I like community aspect is something I've talked about quite a lot. I found that since expanding my network through doing Biohacker London. Um, and help optimization summit is that my life has become so much more rich from having amazing people in my journey. And I think that look, this is also a fundamental. I think like, life is short. Enjoy it. Play it like it's a game. Enjoy those around you. Learn to do those fundamentals. Get those right and then start exploring down the rabbit hole because you can in everything. There's an abundance of information online and on podcasts and it can be quite overwhelming with how much information that there is. And I think a lot of people are getting stressed about having to worry about that. But sod all of that, push that to one side and just go, what are the fundamentals that are going to optimize my life right now to make it a better experience and I'm less stressed, more relaxed and happier?
0: I think that's a, such an important point. As, as we talked about, like many people get very stressed about learning that so many things is wrong in this unnatural world so so what's your what's your take on that? Is it actually beneficial that we help them learn about it or are we doing them in a um, a disfavor or, or how do we go about that? So I feel empowered when I learn about these different things that I can do something and every time I eat something else, I see it as a victory that I'm doing something good for myself but I also learn from talking to a lot of people that they actually see it as a as a big stressor in their life mm. well
1: I mean it depends that, i mean I think People as they go through this journey, become more and more relaxed if they're in the mindset to get relaxed, but if they're in a stressed, heightened state, then they're all well uh, what's what's the saying my my mentor um from cognitive hypnotherapy Trevor Sylvester, who's an amazing guy, you should look him up. Um, he once taught me what the thinker thinks the prover proves, so if you think the data is going to stress you out and control you, it will, and if you think it's not, it won't and I think for me, as I say, I check in with myself before checking the data. So I am in control, not the other way around. If you're in stress, everything's going to stress you out if you're looking for stress. You know, the world is a reflection of ourselves and everything we're sound- around us confirms our own bias. If we think someone's out to do bad, they're out to do bad. If we think someone's out to do good, they're out to do good. If you think data's going to stress you out and just give you something else to think about, surrender, let go understand that this is, we, we have one chance on this planet, one chance to enjoy it. We have all this information out there and all these cool people that can help us on our journey. But if you're going to be stressed about it, like you have to just check in with yourself and go, do I need to make a change? And that like, Ayahuasca is growing massively right now. Why? Not just because it's a trendy thing to do, it's because people are having awakenings.
0: And a, a word about Ayahuasca. That. Sorry? And a word about what it is.
1: The ayahuasca is um a ceremonial thing that's done from Peru. I believe it stems from Peru. Yes, um I think I think it is a cactus um, that it gives you a um, psychedelic effect, but also a mind opening effect. Now it's one of the harder ones out there, definitely, but it's become very, very popular. Um more and more so, the more people like us talk about it. But the point is is it's mind opening. People realize that they're in the matrix that, it grabs all of this data, like for instance, all the day-to-day. Oh, I've got to call this person back. I've got to do this. I've got to be here for there. I've got to blah 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 blah. It gets rid of all of that for a moment, and lets you group it and look at the meaning of stuff. And um, like, I think that it's making people wake up and realize that life is too short to be focused on all these details. While they're still important, don't get me wrong. It's about understanding that we're on this journey to empl- enjoy it and not be caught up in the rat race forever. And I think. Letting go and surrendering is so important. If you're being stressed out by data, you should stop and go, why? Why? Why am I using this for better? Like what is it telling me about myself that I need to change? They might not be meditating, and I hate to go on about meditating because everyone says how important it is. But after doing it for a certain while, you just stop. You can observe the world in slow motion. Again, like Neo in The Matrix, he's seeing the, the fists coming towards his face and he can see it in real time slowly and he can dodge them. That is what meditation does for a lot of people. It means that you can stop and observe and be mindful of the world around you and going, hang on a minute, this, this hamster wheel that I'm running around in circles every day and getting caught up in this thing and getting stre- stressed, stop it. It makes you stop and realize that life is too short. Sure. Stress- why, And they need to change something. And it's not just changing one bit here or there. It's about really stopping and checking in with themselves. Sleep is a good place because the brain works a lot better for it, but it's bigger than that
0: definitely agree tim i have a lot of other questions that i would love to run through you also for my personal journey i know you've been helping a lot of people around the world um, with the stuff you're doing but time we're running out so uh, i really appreciate the different advice i really appreciate talking to you again and uh, and thank you is there any last thing that you want to say before we cut off otherwise i think we uh, we ended on a good note there's the biohacker summit when is it again
1: so it's uh, the health optimization Sorry. summit is is the one i'm working on in london for september 14th and 15th 2019 um, we've got Dave Asprey on board. We've got Dr. Christopher Shade. We've got John Gray from Men Are From Mars, Winning From Venus about hormone optimization. We've got Dr. Scott Share about metabolomics. I mean, you can see a pattern here, like all the all the guys I consider to be titans that need bringing together are coming to London. Um, the website is summit.healthoptimization.com and it's optimization with an S, not a Z because I'm British. I'll put in those terms um, as well. Yeah, excellent. Thank you. Um, I mean, I'm really trying to bring unity to this space and bringing everyone from all these mindsets together. Um, the Biohacker Summit is actually in October or November, I believe, in Helsinki, who are their colleagues of mine. They are very very uh great biohackers slightly different goal um because they're further down the rabbit hole but i understand that approach um i, I implore you to check them out and their biohacking handbook because a lot of these things that i've talked about today i believe are in their handbook so yeah
0: yes it's a great community moving a lot and it's wonderful mm-hmm. to see your effort as well how you are mm-hmm. bringing amazing people together that's that are on this goal and i think as we talked about as well is. It's not about just focus on a single biohack or going too deep. It's about figuring out what is good for you. How do you get Mm. yourself in balance if you have an unbalance or if you want to optimize your performance and then getting more people aware
1: as Mm. you figure it out? I think just to round back to everything to close it all off is from listening to all the detail today, there's a lot of stuff we've covered. And I appreciate it's a long podcast, but the thing that you should take from today is there's five areas that you should focus on right now forget everything else in the detail and go, these are the areas I need to focus on as a macro. If you want to keep along for the journey, check me out on Instagram. I'm Tim Biohacker. And there's also Health Optimization on Facebook as well. Um, and then I'm happy to chat. And any questions that you have, just drop me a line. I'm always here. I'm happy to help.
0: Perfect. I'll make sure to add them to the show notes as well. Tim, thank you so much. Really been a pleasure to have you on. And everyone listening, I'll make sure the stuff is in the show notes so you can reach out to Tim as well if you got any questions and that you can find the summit or just follow uh, Tim's journey. I know it's definitely interesting to follow on Instagram. So, a uh, lot of stuff happening. Thank you so much. Thank too.
1: you, Mads. You're, you're a legend, mate. Thank you. Thanks for
0: listening to this episode of Growth Island. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes on how to be the best version of yourself. And if you found this show helpful, then please leave us a review so more people will learn about the podcast or share it with a friend who can benefit from it too. Thank you again and have a
1: wonderful day.